Chapter Eleven of Twenty Minutes Late by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eleven: Dark Days. Why, you see, ma'am, the conductor was saying to Mrs. Bryant, the trouble is just this: my little ones have got the scarlet fever. They have been ailing for a week, and their mother thought they had bad colds and the baby teething too, but it seems all the time it was the fever coming on them and they have got it bad. Before my train left this morning, I took time to run over to the doctor's, and he shook his head, and says he, My friend, I don't know how it will go. We will make as brave a fight as we can, but I am an honest man, and will be perfectly frank with you, and tell you that there is great danger. Those were his very words, and you may judge how a father felt to listen to them. Poor father! said mrs bryant gently putting aside her own great anxiety in her sympathy for this troubled stranger he felt the earnest kindness of the tone and suddenly choked back and drew the back of his hand across his eyes then struggling to regain self-control he went on with his story and your caroline she thought of her little sister like the woman that she is and wrote you a note which, after all, will explain better than I can. He dashed the tears from his eyes with one hand, while with the other he fumbled in his vest pocket and drew forth a neatly folded sheet, which Mrs. Bryant reached for eagerly. Ben looked over her shoulder while she read, Dear darling mother, what did you think had become of me? And, oh, what will you say when you see Mr. Brinker and me not with him? Dear mother, I don't know what to do, but it seems to me you will think I am doing right, because our precious Daisy must not have scarlet fever, you know. Shall I stay, mother? I can help them very much, I know I can, and they need help. They have been very kind to me. I can take all the care of the one who is not sick, her name is Daisy, don't you think, and help about the others. Will it not be the right way to do? Dear mother and Ben and Daisy, darling, I need not try to tell you how hard it is for me to stay away from you when I almost ran away in the first place. Only people who run away from home generally want to go, don't they? And I'm sure I was never in a greater hurry to do anything that night than I was to get home. How long ago it seems! And it was only Saturday night, and today is Monday. Oh, dear mother, what shall I do? send me word by mr brinker whether i have done right and just what to do of course you know how it ended oh they talked about it a long time and counseled with mr holden and listened to mrs kedwin when she said impulsively that if it was her fanny she would have her come home right straight off it wasn't likely she would get the fever people often didn't and what if she did Daisy might as well have it now as any time, and they would feel dreadfully if Line took it and died away from home. Folks did sometimes die with it, especially if they were as old as Line before they had it. Mrs. Bryant was very pale and quiet under this flow of words. Some of them she mercifully did not hear at all. But she turned when Mr. Holden said, What we need to decide is, what will it be right for Caroline to do just now? The consequences of right-doing we must leave in the Heavenly Father's hands. 
then mrs bryant smiled that language she understood so conductor brinker went back to philadelphia on the midnight train carrying with him the little old trunk that had stood on a framework made for it in the loft of the woodshed ever since daisy could remember now it was packed full with caroline's neat scant wardrobe it is well it is so small isn't it mother daisy said with a grave face as she tucked a little private bundle of her own makeup in a vacant corner we can fill it full and it will look like a great many things oh mother how strange it seems to be packing lines things and the little lips quivered pitifully it is only for a little while darling the mother said cheerfully keep up a brave heart in three weeks at the utmost i think caroline can come home unless she did not finish her sentence and turned away quickly lest daisy should see the tears how could she say unless caroline should herself take the fever if she does thought the mother firmly i must go to her whatever it costs but this thought she kept with many another one quite to herself i will not try to tell you about the weeks which followed caroline is not likely ever to forget them but then she had to live them and since we could not help her do it of what use to linger over the story bubby and the baby were both very ill indeed the hurried city doctor who never made more frequent visits than he considered absolutely necessary who indeed often offended his patients because when they wanted to see him most he sometimes decided that they could do very well without him and stayed away came twice a day regularly to the unpretentious brick house set in a row precisely like hundreds of other houses and stayed long sometimes watching the effect of some mysterious potion which he had given there were three dreadful days when he came three times and one awful night when he sat until midnight much of the time with his skilled fingers on the pulse of the suffering baby his keen eyes watching for the slightest change in his patient very little talking was done during these weeks mrs brinker was for the most part absorbed in her children and gave them every bit of strength she had her attempts at conversation rarely went farther than to ask how do they seem to you now or did the doctor say anything more when you went to the door with him do you think he has given up hope of baby nearly always those attempts at talk ended with the words what should i do without you i declare for it caroline i never was so sure that the lord thought about people and planned for them as i have been about this i couldn't take care of two at once as sick as they are now could i and brinker has to be away railroads must run you know just the same as ever and people must go and come if all the babies in philadelphia are dying doesn't it seem strange that folks care to go anywhere when bubby and baby are so sick what was i saying oh i don't know and can't imagine what i would have done if you hadn't stayed let alone the sick ones what would have become of daisy for daisy whenever caroline could spare time from the sick ones became her special charge she was very unlike the daisy at home but she bore the same name and the homesick girl loved her at first for that reason solely but bestowed such care and thought upon her 
that it ended in her loving the little girl most heartily for herself alone sometimes it seemed wonderful to her the way she had taken the little brinkers into her heart it is almost as bad as having daisy or ben sick she told herself one night with a queer little catch in her breath almost but oh dear not quite still if baby should die and i am afraid he will and then her heart would beat with great thuds there is one hour that stands out in caroline bryant's memory more keenly vivid than any other she remembers every little insignificant thing about the room the way the chairs were set and the picture book which miss webster had sent to the philadelphia daisy lying where it had fallen face downward when she left it in answer to a sudden call even the way the curtain was looped back to let in the gray dawn of the morning has photographed itself upon her memory the presentment or impression of some coming change was upon her unskilled as she was in sickness she knew that the baby was different from what he had been before whether the change was for the better or whether the dreaded end was coming she did not know she had not dared to speak a word to the mother but she felt rather than knew that the same impression was on her mind and the father had for that one morning secured a substitute and did not leave the house when the ten o'clock train sent out the usual warning whistle i'm not going out until the doctor comes he said to caroline not if there's no train leaves philadelphia today. but what will you do asked the girl with a startled look in her eyes this man who was so faithful and conscientious in regard to his duties who had left them sometimes in their tireless watch when it fairly tore his heart in two had much watching and anxiety made his steady brain lose its balance so that he did not realize the importance of his position all this was in caroline's mind while she waited the conductor glanced toward his wife to make sure she was not listening and then said i went out in the night and got changed off with a friend it is his resting time but he's going for me then you think said caroline i mean you feel and there she stopped yes he said his eyes dropping to the floor there is some change i don't know what it is and then the quick step of the doctor was heard outside and caroline stepped to open the door there was utmost stillness while he bent over baby and then he turned with a smile on his face and held out his hand to mr brinker my friend i have good news for you i believe the danger is over and then mrs brinker strong-nerved sensible woman that she was did what she had never done before in her life she fainted perhaps it was just as well that the others had to restrain their feelings and run to pick her up and give her water and fan her otherwise i do not know what might have happened we all felt so queer wrote caroline to ben that it seemed as though we could not act naturally and we were a little bit frightened about mrs brinker too she never faints and it lasted a good while if the baby had not raised up and cried just when he did i don't know what we should have done but the moment she heard his voice she was on her feet again and staggered over to him though she was just as white as the wall the doctor smiled and said i thought that would bring her back there is nothing like mother love 
over this ben looked grave mother he said after a little silence line talks exactly as though she belonged to those people and always had did you notice how she says mrs brinker never faints how does she know what she is in the habit of doing mrs bryant laughed pleasantly do you feel the least bit jealous of mrs brinker my son she asked playfully it is quite natural for young people to fall into such habits of expression at caroline's age a few days or a few weeks seem like a lifetime especially if the circumstances are such as to make deep impression i knew a young girl who said of her friend he always wears his hair that way i never saw him comb it in any other fashion and when we cross-questioned she was obliged to admit that she had seen him but three times in her life but i have not the least fear that our line will forget any of us or put the brinkers in our places can we not rejoice with those that rejoice my dear boy ben blushed a little as he said quickly i do mother i am sure i am very glad for them and for us i suppose we shall soon have line at home for line had escaped the disease it was hoped and believed yes said mrs bryant smiling brightly i think we may soon claim her now of course she could not leave while the children are so ill it would have been cruel when they took a fancy to her and would allow her to help the overburdened mother i can well imagine how helpful she has been dear girl she was always to be depended upon i scarcely knew how much until since i have had to miss her help instead of receive it i told her in my last letter to ask the doctor how soon it would be prudent for her to come and in her next i think she will be able to give us the date she could not be expected to think even of homecoming in this letter her heart was too full of joy over the babies alas for their hopes the next letter plunged ben into the depths of despair and even gentle little daisy who always tried to look on the bright side of things shed a few tears as for mrs bryant she said not a word for the first five minutes after reading the letter aloud poor daisy who it was believed had also escaped the dread disease had been taken with it and though not as yet so alarmingly ill as the others had been was still sick enough to demand constant care from her mother who was thus obliged to leave the care of bubby and the baby largely to caroline besides wrote the heavily burdened young woman daisy is very much attached to me and cries when i can't come to tell her a story before she goes to sleep she has never had anybody to tell her stories before mrs brinker says she doesn't know how and daisy has become used to them and thinks they are wonderful and so mother i cannot feel that you would want me to leave just now in fact it would not be possible unless they could get some help for of course mrs brinker cannot manage alone it is worse than it was at first because daisy was really a great deal of help with the baby i ought to stay mother oughtn't i oh dear i do not dare to tell you how dreadfully disappointed i am it sounds too selfish i know you will think so i don't think any such thing burst forth ben as he read this sentence aloud again the idea she goes on precisely as though she were bound to stay and take care of those folks 
it would not be possible for her to come home until they get help i call that ridiculous what would they have done if line had never gone there as she never would have done if it had not been for that idiot of a rufus kedwin i'd like to shake him this minute softly softly my son cautioned his mother while daisy looked at him in amazement she had never heard good-natured self-controlled ben go on in this way before well but mother don't you call that absurd what is lying to those people or they to her it was just an accident that took her there in the first place such an accident as god understood and overruled ben my boy don't you think so as for what line is to them are they not her neighbors for the present do you really think she ought to pass by on the other side when they are in their present straits i think we need line at home grumbled ben who for once had allowed self to get the upper hand and could not bring it into subjection it is almost a month since she went away over three weeks anyhow and people all asking where she is i think you need her mother as much as mrs brinker does oh no you don't my son thank god we are well and at peace and the home where she is has at least its share of trouble i think my dear boy you are tired and disappointed and hardly know what you are saying you would be ashamed of your sister if she were to desert now after all she has been through then you are really going to tell her to stay i will leave it to you i have been able to trust to your judgment in the past if after thinking it over and especially praying over it you believe i ought to tell her to come home i think i may promise to do so will you take until tomorrow morning to consider it no ma'am said ben after a silence of less than two minutes and his troubled face broke into a half ashamed smile forgive me mother i was cross and unreasonable i think i knew all the time that line ought to stay and that is what made it so hard to bear because i knew i would have to give in it was found that the doctor was decidedly of caroline's opinion she ought to stay for the present besides he added when she had gravely gone over with him the objections to her return home to each of which he had nodded assent you are exposed again to the disease you must remember and although you will probably not take it we must face the possible with brave hearts and be ready for it end of chapter 11